music would be, I guess. This is uh, where the intro music would be. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, welcome to my first episode of Beating Cancer today. Uh, who am I? I'm just a regular guy. I have no, I'm not a doctor. I have no uh, education in science or biology or medicine in any sort of way. Um, I'm not trained in cancer or anything like that. I'm just a regular guy who in 2019, I was diagnosed with stage four colorectal cancer. And um, after three years of treatment, um, I decided, uh, well, I didn't decide, the doctors decided that they did uh, everything that they could do. And uh, they put a pause in my treatment and they told me to go home and, and uh, kind of recollect things. And, and uh, it was at that time that I kind of took matters into my own hands. Um, and this is, this is that story, pretty much. Um, my prognosis was after three years, I had reached my lifetime max of chemo. Uh, non-stop chemo and radiation uh, with with no significant break in between. Um, most of the time I was at the same time, actually. Um, with that being said, um, they reached their lifetime max. It got to the point where they only had a couple treatments left and they wanted to kind of save them for quality of life at, at uh, end of life. And, um, you know, they sent me home to die pretty much, um, you know, a, a kind of a wait and see situation. And I wasn't really willing to wait and see, you know, I kind of had like 30 days to make a decision as to whether I was going to live or die. Um, you know, they stopped my treatment. They told me I wouldn't live long after that. And, um, you know, so I went ahead and I started doing a little bit of research. Um, you know, that was the treatment and the prognosis and it just wasn't good. You know, the prognosis was, we're just going to leave it in God's hands, you know, and, and that's probably the best thing that could have happened, really, because it ended up being in God's hands. And, um, you know, as all things, we <laughs> ended up being. Um, so this is kind of one of the things that I wanted to do in retrospect, um, looking back on my journey through cancer. And I have since uh, since um, they stopped my treatment. Um, I have reached um, a, kind of a comfortable level of no evidence of disease results in my scans. Um, for the last 16 months, I've been no evidence of disease, and I've been in the process of building back a better cabin. And this is actually, you know, one of, one of those milestones of doing that is to create a broadcast system on a huge platform that it could reach other people to let them know that you know you're living you're watching this and where there's hope there's life so you just got to remember that you got to remember that and um so my intention is to do an episode every thir every thursday at noon and we're going to go ahead and try to build this audience so if you guys can share it with all of your friends and have those friends ask them to share it with their friends. It, it's just going to build the audience and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this message, the content of this will get to the right person, even if it's just one person. Hopefully it's going to get to the right person and we may start saving some lives here. All right. So 
at the end of my treatment, I'll just get right back into the story. I'm going to kind of gloss over the cancer part only to, to say that I had cancer and they exhausted all their, their, um, their efforts, you know, and, and not to say anything. I got treated at Moffitt in Tampa and not to say anything negative. Those doctors kept me alive. The surgeons, the medical oncologists, the radiation oncologists, they kept me alive and they were great. Absolutely terrific. No complaints, the bedside meant everything. Everything was perfect. They were they were fantastic. From the from the medical technicians all the way up to the surgical chief, you know, everybody. Everybody was great there. So I have no qualms. I have, this is not a, a, a broadcast so I could start slaying Western medicine. That, that's not it. It kept me alive, and I have no qualms. And I'm so very grateful for everything that they did for me. Um, so let's not, let's not even dabble on that. So I kind of glossed through the cancer thing. We'll circle back. But at the end of it all, they gave me, they gave me a very grim prognosis. I had a you know a month or so to to live pretty much, um, and it was in that time that I when they kind of told me they were stopping treatment and threw their hands up and said, you know, good luck to you. I was on my drive home and and I, I called my sister and we conferenced with my other sister and and um, you know I, I'm on the way home and and my sister says you know there's this there's this uh, guy in church. That I heard he was um, doing some um, some alternative medicine, and he had colon cancer, you know. And the colon cancer spread to a liver, but he had no um, uh, no no chemo to speak of. He had like one treatment, and no chemo to speak of. And he jumped into this alternative medicine. And the kicker of it was, she heard word through this through her church, and just to let you know, th- this is a spiritual uh spiritually based i should say um broadcast you know i try to keep things positive uh, i'm not a bible chucker or anything i believe in what i believe in and you know what after i tell this story you're going to believe in what you believe in too no doubt god saved me N- nothing else okay but having said that you know it's it's like the uh, the the person who was drowning and he was a a devout catholic and he said you know i really i know that god's going to save me and you know cruise ship comes by and he's drowning in the ocean and he says no 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 cruise ship you could keep going i know god's going to save me and then a shrimper comes by and you say hey you know you're drowning let me save you no 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 shrimper you keep going god's going to save me helicopter comes by gets his low as he can throws him a ladder no 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 God's going to save me. <laughs> he ends up drowning and he goes to heaven and he, he, and he asks God, he says, you know, why? I, I believed everything you did. You know, I, you know I, I, I served you well. Why didn't you save me? I was drowning. And God said, hey, man, I, I sent you, I sent you three, three rescues and you turned them all down. You know, and so I guess I kind of said that so I could say this, you know, God is present in all sorts of ways, and a life jacket comes in all sorts of fashions. And in this particular case, it came to me through a, a guy who 
just so happened to be creative enough to expand my horizons. And um, yeah, that guy is actually Brent, and uh, he he uh, he knows who he is, you know. So anyway, my wife tells me, you know, uh, it, there's this guy at church uh, that that she heard through. Uh, he's married to a veterinarian, and he decided to take this alternative medicine, and that medicine is fenbendazole. It's an equestrian dewormer, so made by Merck. And this fenbendazole, um, you know, he didn't do any chemo, and it seemed to be working for him. And you know, in the, in the moment of desperation, you know, we're on three way with my other sister, and my other sister says, "Hey, listen, um, <laughs> you're crazy." Everybody on this telephone call is crazy, and you shouldn't entertain this at all, you know. But I get home, and I, you know, as I as I continue to drive home, rather, I I'm like, you know, I'm in a moment of desperation, which a lot of people who are probably watching this either are or know somebody who is in that moment, and hopefully this reaches you guys. So I'm I'm on my we get further down south you know I'm, I'm miles are just going miles are going during the conversation I'm going further south heading back to my home in Marco Island and I said hey um you know you got that guy's phone number <laughs> it doesn't seem so crazy I'm getting I'm getting closer to home and time's ticking and I'll never get that last 40 miles back you know so do you have the guy's phone number? She gives me the phone number, and I call him up, and the guy says, Hey, listen, I'm on the roof right now. I'm, I'm slaying, swinging a hammer, and I'm on the roof. And and I just said, Can I call you back? I can't hear you. And I hang up with him, and he's going to call me back. And I call my sister. I'm like, Man, this guy is on the roof. I'm barely strong enough to steer my truck. Uh, I'm on I-75 driving south, and I'm so weak. I'm barely strong enough to steer my truck. The guy's on a, on, on a roof swinging a hammer, laying tile. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for this guy to call me back. So I'm waiting for him, and he does. He calls me back, and I start talking to him. He's like, listen, I started doing this fenbendazole. My wife is a veterinarian, and she says that, you know, there, there's really no, no side effects, and there's no downside to taking this, right? So, um, you know, I start kind of doing a little bit of research or whatever, and it's kind of pondering in my mind. But that's kind of where that ended. You know, the conversation ended. I ended up getting home. I had a conversation with my wife, and she thinks it's crazy. I think it's crazy. We all agree that it's crazy. You know, but then we go to sleep. The next day, in my mind, the next day, I only got like 29 days. You know, I'll never get that day back. You know, I'll never get that day back, and... Is that still a crazy idea? Yeah, it's still a crazy idea. You know, it's still a crazy idea, no matter how many days, you know, or what the situation is. So so I ended up, uh, we had a house under construction, and I wanted to go meet some um, some contractors. So I was on my way to go meet the contractors, and while I'm going, I it was like unseasonably ridiculous traffic, and I end up, you know, with all these, uh, you know, northerners that are down south driving in, in different climate or whatever, it's it's a tough traffic pattern. And everybody is kind of cramming uh, into one lane, and they're pushing me over, pushing me over, 
to the point where I'm trying to avoid a collision and I get pushed over into the left turn lane. Well, that's not the lane that I want to be in. I want to go straight. But at this particular moment, at this particular time, it was easier just for me to go into the left lane, avoid avoid damaging anybody's vehicle or my own. You know, so I just went left. And in order to get back on track, I had to do a U-turn at a buddy of mine's uh, business. Sorry. So a buddy of mine, uh, I haven't seen him in like 10 years. You know, so I, and to be honest with you, as a guy who was a very abrasive fellow back in the day, you know, he, he was, uh, as all of us, like young and full of piss and vinegar, and he was just a guy who had a lot of anger and energy and everything else, right? So this guy has cameras all over his property, and I'm about to use his driveway, his business parking lot, to, to do a, a U-turn. So I'm thinking, you know what? He's always been a good dude. I don't want him to see me on, on video camera and say, you know, I mean, my name's written all over my car. So I don't want him to look and see that I'm, you know, just passing through and ignoring him. So I stopped to kind of save face, and and um, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a rut. And my dad always told me, Kevin, the only difference between a rut and a grave is six feet. So I'm in a rut. And I'll be darned if I'm not going to get to that grave, right? So, so I stop and I'm just like, you know what? I'm trying to put some positive stuff in my life. Maybe he's a negative person and, and, and I don't want to be in a conversation with him. But you know what? Maybe he's not. And I'm here for, I mean, I, I got pushed into this parking lot. You know, I'm, I'm here, you know, so I might as well just say face and go, right? So I go in. He's actually there. He welcomes me in, and he's just a breath of fresh air, and he starts talking to me. And while we're talking, he says, uh, hey, Kevin, you know, you look terrible. You know, and I say, you know, I don't know if you heard. I haven't seen you in a long time, but I'm sick, and, you know, they kind of sent me home. You know, and so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. And he says, well, that kind of sounds like a death sentence. And I said, well, you know. Here's, here's that negative stuff. Got to keep it out. Now we'll just kind of see what happens. So lo and behold, the guy turns to turns in his desk. He's, his whole office is rich in leather-bound books and smells of mahogany. It's one of those offices, ritzy, you know. And he's in this big leather chair, and he's rocking back and forth, and a big old desk, like presidential. And he's rocking back and forth, and he reaches down, and he, and he opens his drawer, and he pulls out a big old equestrian tube of fenbendazole. A big old horse, horse syringe tube of fenbendazole. He said, listen, my friend was misdiagnosed with esophageal cancer about a year ago, and I was in tractor supply, and I ended up, bought, I ended up buying this stuff for him. And I had it in my desk, and I was going to give it to him, and he calls me up. Lo and behold, he got misdiagnosed. So it's been sitting in my desk for like a few months, and every time I go to throw it away, something tells me not to throw it away. Somebody's going to need this. He said, I've been saving this for you. <laughs> oh, my God, I lost my breath. Because this was the same drug that my sister had previously talked to me about, that I thought was insane, and it's also 
the same drug that this guy who just got off the roof swinging a hammer was taking. So is it a coincidence that there was abnormal traffic that pushed me into the left hand that ultimately landed me into this guy's rich mahogany leather bound books smelling office? And this guy is not a guy who frequents tractor supply. He's a wealthy dude. You know, he's a guy with money. He's not, he's not, um, not to say that people with horses don't have money. I mean, I don't mean that. But he's kind of a, a, a Fifth Avenue guy, not so much a, a ranch's guy. You know, so uh, a Yellowstone guy instead of a Fifth Avenue guy. You know, so he's, he's really, um, you know, he's, in, he's big into cars. He's not into horses. So it was really weird that he would have this. And, you know, the, the more I thought about it and the more, I, I mean, I, I literally watched this unfold right in front of my eyes. And there's no other explanation than it being God's plan. So I kind of took a leap of faith and I started it. September 2nd, I started this cocktail. Well, I did more research and I talked to a lot more people, a lot of survivors, what I'll call survivors. And those are people that are taking this that turned out to uh, have good, good results. Now, granted, you don't hear the stories where people didn't have good results. You just don't hear. Maybe they don't survive. Maybe they die. I, I don't know. But I know what's happening with me. And I know what's happening with the people that I speak to. And that is that this drug is working. And they're all different kinds of cancers. There's breast cancer, bone cancer, brain cancer, lung cancer, liver cancer, uh, prostate cancer, colon cancer, rectum cancer, anal cancer. All different kinds of cancers that I personally know the story of. Um, you know, with, with these other survivors that I've shared um, this little cocktail with. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I have to say that this is, you know, God put fembendazole into my life. There's no doubt about it. And I don't, I'm not a Bible thumper. I'm not going to preach to anybody about Bible verses. I don't know any. But I know my personal experience. And my personal experience will tell you all day long that this is God's favor. So... Pay attention to it. And that's all I'm going to say about religion. I don't really get into a whole lot of religion. But it, I feel like if we keep this, this broadcast somewhat spiritually based, it'll keep a center line so we don't sway too far from the positive message that I'm trying to send. So I operate under the spirit of religion, not so much the letter of religion, because I just, I don't know, I didn't study theology, I didn't study the Bible, I didn't, you know, so I, I don't know the things that a lot of other people know. And I do welcome for anybody to, to share these things with me, but it's not what this is really about. This is about all the things that you need to be aware of, you know, as your own advocate, you know, and being your own advocate is a huge way. To survive this battle so excuse me so I'm just gonna now that you know the story I'll give you the ingredients my 
little experience, right? And I, I took into account uh, Joe Tippin's protocol. I took into it, and it's pretty much all based on the same core principle and the same core drug, really, fenbendazole. Um, I, I take fenbendazole because it's an anti-parasitic drug. I believe, and it's been theorized, that cancer is parasitic. And so, bada bing, bada boom. It just kind of made sense to me. Listen, I don't know anything about medicine or cancer or science or biology or whatever. All I know is that there's, what did I have to lose? I only had a couple months or a month or a few weeks at that point. You know, whatever, whatever it was, whatever God had left me time to have, it was ticking. You know, so I didn't really have much to lose. You know, at this time, I had already lost like 100 pounds and I had no strength. I had to hold on to stuff to, to, to walk. And um, you know what? It was just not cool, not cool. So I took a leap of faith. And I started this fenbendazole-based cocktail that I call it cocktail because it's made up of five different over-the-counter things that you can get on Amazon or whatever. I'll post it on on, on this, uh, uh, what is it, a news feed or whatever. I'll post. I'm not a very big um, tech guy or, or social media guy. So thank you for the people that helped me set this up, Jackie, Dick, Perton, uh, my wife, Molly. You know, just thank you guys, Donna. Thank you guys for helping me set this up because I really wanted to get this message out. Um, so now that you got the, the uh, story and how it came to me, and it certainly in my eyes was God's will, you need to know the ingredients, fenbendazole. Fenbendazole is the number one main ingredient, obviously, because it's a, an anti-parasitic. Uh, AHCC, active hectose correlated compound, is it, it, it's a combination of mushrooms that is supposed to max, maximize your immune system. Um, you should know that the whole time I've been taking this, I've never gotten sick. I've never gotten COVID. My wife had COVID. I didn't have COVID. I had no immune system, you know, because I was a cancer patient. I didn't have, I never got COVID, you know. Um, Semitidine. Semitidine is the active ingredient found in tagamine. And semitidine is, um, is, uh, is actually been known to, well, I'm going to save the clinical trials for you at the end of this, right? So semitidine is the active ingredient in tagamine. And curcumin is, an, is another one. And the last ingredient is anata. Anata is, is a specific part of vitamin E that complements the fenbendazole, which is the antiparasitic. Now, keep in mind, all of these drugs that I, that I just gave you, right, the five drugs, and I'm, I'm going to put it in the storyline here as soon as I figure out the technical part of this. All right, fenbendazole, Active hectose correlated compound, semitidine, curcumin, and anata, A-N-N-O-T-T-A. Those are the five drugs, if I can put my hand up right. Five drugs that are the ingredients of this cocktail. Right? You can buy them all over the counter on Amazon. Okay, um, All of these drugs, historically, had 
had a clinical trial from a major research institution or a major hospital, MD Anderson, Sloan Kettering, uh, Tam, um, um, uh, Moffitt, Mayo Clinic, uh, John Hoskins. So all, all of these main institutions have done clinical trials on these and published the studies, which I will also put uh, readily accessible on, on, um, on this storyline here. Um, so, so that's what this whole entire broadcast is going to be about. And I'm going to do it every Thursday, and I'm going to do it at noon. Hopefully, the, every episode will post to the storyline also. So if you miss it live, you can catch it later. All right. Um, the purpose, the purpose of this broadcast is to explore alternatives. Listen, I came up with something that I thought was going to work that was logical to me, not because it was scientifically um, proven. Like it, it was not, it was not a, a science thing for me. It was logical to me. I mean, it's been told that cancer is parasitic. This is an anti-parasitic. It just kind of seemed logical to me. You know, so the stuff that I came up with was logical, and it seems to be working for me. And it seems to be working for, I don't know, probably about another, um, about another hundred people that I've shared it with. It's, it's been working for them. So that's why I decided to do this broadcast. Yes, the five ingredients again, and I will also post it again on my storyline. Fembendazole, made by Merck. Don't get Fembendazole made by somebody else. Merck is a reputable company. Get it by them. Uh, active hectose correlated compound. You'll see it abbreviated AHCC. That's the second ingredient. Semitidine. It's the active ingredient in tagamine. Okay. Uh, curcumin. Curcumin. Uh, I don't have the company that I get it with, but it, I I get it on Amazon and I'll put it on on the thing. And last but not least, it's a vitamin E supplement. Uh, Anada. Anada is actually a specific part of the vitamin E. The vitamin E is comprised of two different things. This is the specific part that you need that complements the fembendazole. So those are the five ingredients. I hope I answered that question that just popped up on my screen. Um, listen, there's not going to be too much negativity on here. We're going to talk about controversy. We're going to talk about <laughs> the medical world. We're going to talk about how I think there is a cure, and for some reason, it's not being shared. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to stray too far from that center line. All right, we need to maintain spiritual. We need to maintain positivity because the number one reason why I have survived this battle up to this point is because of the people that I surround myself with. And God bless her, my wife has filtered and put an umbrella over my head sheltered me from any negativity for the past four years. I, I couldn't watch the news. I couldn't do anything. She has made it so I didn't have any negative stuff in my life. And that, coupled with the positivity that the rest of my circle brought, all my other family members and stuff, that positivity, it was never combated with negativity. So if we eliminate the negativity, then your support system is solid, and your chances of surviving this battle are that much greater. Um, so we got to maintain positive dialogue, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to tell you the truth. Um, you got to build your strength. 
you got to maintain your strength and keep your weight up for the battle. We're going to talk about that. And because if you start losing weight, you're going to start losing strength, you're going to lose your battle. I don't want anybody here to lose their battle. This is to promote winning your battle. Hence the positivity stuff, right? Um, your recovery. Don't take it for granted. This is the last thing I'm going to touch on before I plug it for next week again at noon on Thursday. Please, 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 please share it with your friends and ask, ask them to share it with their friends because everybody, somebody's got to have a, a brother, sister, cousin, uncle, son, daughter, nephew, aunt, mother, father. Somebody knows somebody with cancer. And if you know somebody with cancer, they got to see this. If you know somebody who knows somebody with cancer, they got to see this so they can tell somebody else. But the last thing that I'm going to touch on is your recovery. I don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Can't. I, I have to treat every single person that I encounter like they're my purpose. Because God gave this gift today to me. And every single person that I encounter has to be, I have to think of them as my purpose. Because if I don't, I could be that old Kevin who was kind of a jerk. You know, and if I'm a jerk to that person and they are my purpose, well, what did God give me today for if I'm just blowing my purposes? You know, God give me today. So with that, I'm going to give you this. This is my rebuilding a better me. Because that's that's how I repay God. So I'm going to earn my spot right here on earth. I know my spot in heaven's secure. I'm going to earn my spot here on earth. And by doing that, I'm paying it forward. Right? And so when you do get to the point of recovery, make sure you rebuild a better you. Rebuilding a better you. And that's the end of this episode. That was the first episode of Beating Cancer Today. I can't wait till next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about something a little bit controversial. But I have a feeling that I'm going to field a lot of questions about this cocktail and the Femmendazole-based um, products. If you have questions, hit me with a DM or hit me, is that what they call it? E email me. I also have an email. The email is beatingcancertoday at gmail.com. Hit me on the email, beatingcancertoday at gmail.com. Beatingcancertoday at gmail.com. Or hit me on Facebook. Um, give me a message on here, and I'll answer all your questions. And in fact, I'll incorporate them into the next episode if I get them on time. Okay? Hey. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please, please, please share this with everybody you can.